Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, my friends. I'm Kelsey Matheson, and you are listening to episode number two of Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. So today I want to talk about the difference between confidence and self-confidence. Now, I've been coaching for many years, but I just completed my life coaching certification at Brooke Castillo's The Life Coach School, and I have to say that both my confidence and my self-confidence has increased, but let me tell you why. Really, it starts with the difference between the two. So with confidence, you look to your past and your past experiences. I feel very confident brushing my teeth or pouring a glass of water or driving a car or even going live on Facebook or Instagram because I've done those things many times, right? Many times before. I look at my past and my past experiences and I have a lot of evidence to support my feeling of confidence in those areas. Think of it this way. Confidence is supported by external evidence, right? You know you can do it, so you feel confident. Self-confidence, on the other hand, is internal. It's based on the belief you have about yourself. Self-confidence is an emotion that you generate without any history to back it up or with, with any, there's, there's no external evidence. It's about the belief you have in yourself. So why does this matter? Because self-confidence is the emotion that will get you closer to achieving your goals Self-confidence will propel you forward as you build your business and continue to create the life that you want for yourself. Because when those doubt demons are up in your head telling you that you can't do something, that you're not good enough or smart enough or talented enough, it's our healthy brain trying to keep us safe. I talked a little bit about that in episode one on this podcast. Because when we're relying on what we have confidence in, that's based on our past experience. But when we're operating from a place of self-confidence, which is internal, we're open to trying new things. We're more willing to step outside of our comfort zone. And the coolest thing about that is that we're willing to take risks and put ourselves out there and it's a choice. So let me ask you this. Where would you rate yourself in terms of your own self-confidence? What do you believe about you and your ability, regardless of the skills or experience you have? So remember, our thoughts generate our emotions. So what do you need to think about yourself in order to generate a feeling of self-confidence? I have confidence in coaching and building businesses because I've been doing that for a long time. But now I'm generating self-confidence as an LCS coach because that's new for me. The Life Coach School has a very specific style of coaching, which is new to me. So I have to generate a feeling of self-confidence as I gain more experience as an LCS coach. And the more experience I have, the more confidence I'll have. But it has to start with self-confidence or my healthy brain and those doubt demons are going to keep me stuck. So I have a goal to become a master coach and a million dollar coach. I'm going to have to have a certain belief about myself in order to reach those goals. I will need to think very specific thoughts that will authentically generate an emotion of self-confidence as I move towards achieving those goals. And I will practice embracing those beliefs about myself every single day, truly, madly, and deeply as I continue to grow my coaching business. So here's a little secret if you want to increase your self-confidence. 
You have to fail more. Failure is an opportunity to increase your self-confidence. Now, I talk a lot about failure with my clients, but thinking about failure as an opportunity to increase our self-confidence is something that really excites me. If you want to increase your self-confidence, fail more. If you want to be more successful, fail more. Failure is such an opportunity in so many ways, but especially when it comes to building your self-confidence. Now, some people might say, yeah, but I'm an introvert. So I might be able to generate self-confidence, but I don't have the personality to do certain things, you know, to grow my business that other entrepreneurs can. Like, I don't have the personality to go, to do a live stream or to speak in front of an audience or to hold a multi-day retreat in person or, or even create a video series program, for example, because I'm an introvert. If you don't have experience in those areas, then you, of course, you haven't built up the confidence. So you do have to rely on self-confidence to step outside your comfort zone. But some of you may feel that if you're an introvert, then that's just a whole other obstacle that's holding you back. So let's talk about that for a moment. And let's start by looking at the personality traits of someone that you would view as confident, someone you observe And you get the impression that this person has a lot of confidence. So some of the personality traits would be they're smiling. They're typically smiling. They're inviting. They engage in eye contact. They take care of the shy people or the new people and make sure that everyone's included. They seem to enjoy social situations and they have an open body language. And they'll often notice if someone is, you know, kind of sitting off to the sidelines or maybe they're off on their own and they'll make sure to to invite them in. And they're very curious about other people and will ask a lot of questions to get to know them better. And they always just seem to know what to say. They can be funny. They can be appropriately self-deprecating, but they make others feel comfortable. They're down to earth. They're humble. They're very accepting of others, right? And they're typically people we would say they're that we find them interesting and they make others feel good about themselves. So I'm curious if there are any of those traits listed that you would like to embody more of. Are there a few things listed there that you're thinking, huh, I would like to be a bit more like that or learn how to be a bit more that way. Now I want you to think about someone who you would categorize or think of as distant. When you think of them you would say they they just don't seem to be interested in others and maybe they even come across a little rude and maybe they even give you the impression that, huh, I think they think they're better than everyone else. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that anyone in this community is judgy. I know you've never thought that about anyone, (laughs) right? But like, just go with me here. They kind of give off the impression that, hmm, maybe they think that they're better than everyone else. So typically, someone that like this, who I've just described, they don't often make eye contact with others. They have more of a stoic facial expression or they ignore the new people. They're standoffish. They speak or interact with the people that they know. They have closed body language and they tend to talk only about themselves. And they can make other people feel uncomfortable with that that disconnection or that distance. And they seem to be judging others and they're just unapproachable. So I'm going to tell you something really interesting, and this is for all you shy people out there. People who feel like they're shy have very similar personality traits to the ones that I just listed. 
Now, I know someone who would consider themselves shy is probably saying, Kelsey, that's not me. (laughs) That doesn't sound like me. But that's because that's not how you feel. You don't think you're better than everyone else. You're not trying to come across as rude, but it's how the energy you're sending out can be perceived. And that energy is similar to the energy we would use to describe someone who we think of as disconnected or gives the impression that they think they're better than others. So to bring this back around to thinking that being an introvert is an added obstacle as an entrepreneur, let's dive into the differences between being shy, outgoing, being introverted, and extroverted. And I also want to clarify that being an introvert and being shy are two totally different things. It's all about energy and what fills you up energetically. And it's about what drains your energy as well. So an introvert likes being around people, but only in small doses. And they typically only like being around certain people who they feel energized by and they really enjoy spending time with. But they can only take it in small doses. And they really need time to be by themselves in order to recharge. It can be really exhausting to be around a lot of people for an introvert. It's like all their energy is being sucked out. So they need that time to recharge. They need that time alone to recharge. An introvert can be very, very outgoing though. It's just that when they're by themselves, it gives them the time that they need to recharge their energy. So for example, my husband is an introvert. He's a musician. He's an actor. And when he's on stage, he is larger than life. When he was the front man of his band, he would jump around on stage like crazy. He'd be dancing around. He'd be engaging with the audience. He's very energetic. He's like, he's an awesome front man for a band. And when you hang out with him, he's, he's so animated. He tells the best stories. Everybody loves hanging out with my husband. He tells such great stories. He's engages with, he engages with you. He's very funny. He's very outgoing. When he's on stage or film or when he's doing voices for film and TV, like he's just such a character. Truly, he's, he's like a chameleon, but he can only take social situations in small doses or he prefers smaller hangouts. And just like an introvert can be outgoing, an extrovert doesn't necessarily have to be. There are a lot of misconceptions about this. Being an extrovert just means primarily you get your energy by being around other people. An extrovert prefers the energy of groups. It doesn't mean that you need to be the center of attention or the life of the party. Extroverts just need to feel other people's energy and emotions because that's what makes them feel alive. That's what generates energy within them. It's not draining. So extroverts can sometimes feel very lonely and a little empty when they're not around others or it's been a while since they've been surrounded by the energy of others because that energy fills them up. So there's shy and outgoing, and then there's introvert and extrovert. And you can be a shy extrovert. And you can also be a totally outgoing introvert, right? Or different combinations of those. But it's really just about your energy. So I'm more of an extrovert. But actually, a large part of me is introverted as well. And every time I've done one of these tests, I usually come out, it comes out that I am 60% extroverted and 40% introverted. So for me, I really get charged by being around my friends or being around other people. That really fills me up. But I also need my quiet time, right? I need time to myself as well. But if I've had too much time by myself, then I start to feel sad, maybe a little depressed, and like something's missing in my life. And you don't need to feel like you have to identify as one or the other. You don't. 
The way I like to look at it is it's like two sides of the same coin. It's not two separate coins. It's two sides of the exact same coin. And we fluctuate between those sides. But most of us do live on one side of the coin more than the other. And it's important to understand that because if you are feeling like you're in a bit of a funk emotionally, mentally, you're not as driven, you're not as motivated, and you just don't know why, then look at how you've been spending your time. If you know that you're more of an extrovert, then you probably haven't surrounded yourself with people who charge you up. So in that case, you need to plan an outing with your friends who you love spending time with or go to a conference with like-minded people or do something that will allow you to be around the energy of others. And if you live more on the introverted side of the coin, but you've been around a lot of people lately or you've been socializing a lot and you're feeling depleted, then you know that you need to prioritize some alone time, some solitary activities, some me time in order for you to recharge. Knowing what side of the coin you typically spend more time on is super powerful information because then you will have a better idea of what environment you will work the best in as an entrepreneur. And please know that this isn't something that you need to change about yourself. You might be thinking, well, if I was more extroverted, then putting myself out there, you know, as I promote my business might be easier. We don't want to change who we are. What we want to understand is what environment will serve us the best. What environment am I more effective in? But also, when is the best time to step outside that comfort zone? And what are the thoughts that are going to serve you? So for example, if you're more introverted, then make sure to dedicate some alone time to charge up those batteries so you can be at the top of your game when you do run your retreat or you have a class or you go to an event that you want to attend because you know it's going to be important for your business. Or if you're more extroverted but really need to sit down and write your book or your podcast episodes or you need to sit down and focus on creating your lead magnet, then make sure you get some social time in with people who inspire you and Fill up your creative and energetic well before you step away to focus. Or some of you might be extroverted but feel like you're shy. That's really important for you to recognize. So you know who you feel comfortable around, who helps to charge you up, and what sorts of environments work best for you. Maybe that means instead of going live on Facebook, for example, you instead of going live alone, you go live with somebody else and you interview them. So their energy will help to support you. Or you run your retreat with a partner. It's important to be self-aware in this way because it will help support us as we do the work to build up our confidence in the areas that we want to focus on and also our self-confidence. Because if we're drained and feeling depleted, the thoughts we'll be thinking are not going to serve us in getting the results that we want. And once you realize it's all about energy and how you authentically need to recharge, then you'll be so much better at navigating the situations that may be more draining for you and plan the environments that serve you when you need to get work done. When you're presenting a webinar or a live workshop or when you're coaching or you have a lot of discovery or consultation calls or when you're putting yourself out there in whatever ways that you do. I also want to mention that as you become more aware of this within yourself, it's important to communicate your needs to the people around you. My husband, Scotty, knows that I need to hang out with my friends. I love entertaining. I love having people over. Now, obviously, that hasn't happened as much over the past year and a half, but typically, I love hanging out with my friends and I love entertaining. 
but I know that my husband can only handle socializing in small doses. I know that he needs his time alone away from everyone's energy because it drains him where for me, it fills me up. So if I didn't understand that about him, I would think he's being totally rude and antisocial. <laughs> I actually remember a friend of mine who commented on it a few times. She would come over and we would all hang out. And usually at some point in the evening, my husband would excuse himself and head upstairs, you know, away from us. Sometimes he wouldn't even excuse himself. Just all of a sudden he would disappear. <laughs> and she thought that was super strange. And I think she was maybe even a little insulted by it, Right. This is an area that we need to communicate our needs to the people around us that we're working with. You might have a VA, you might have business partners, you or even clients that you might find it's important to communicate this to. Communicate your needs to the people around you. And also, it's important to understand the actions of others, like my husband, for example. I could choose to think that he was being totally rude or antisocial, you know, or whatever, or choose to see that He's had enough socializing and he really just needs time to himself. So remember, self-confidence is an emotion of growth. And it starts with the thoughts that you are having and being aware of how you recharge your energy to be in the best state as you build your business. So at the end of each episode, I love to provide you with a question to ponder. So grab your journal or do a mental thought download if you're driving or going for a walk. But this is the question for today. Do you have any fears about being self-confident and the success you will create with it? Let me repeat that. Do you have any fears about being self-confident and the success you will create with it? Such a great question. All right, that's what I have for you today, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, have an incredible week. Hey, if you'd like a weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and actionable tips to grow your business while managing all the things, then you need to get on my email list. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com to join my list. And while you're there, check out the awesome free content I give away. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with other female entrepreneurs who need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate, and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.